Hi, this is Lauren Engel of Sidewalk Talk. We do a lot of interviews with EDM artists, pop artists, rappers, and people in the industry, letting you know what they do behind the scenes. Also, make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter through the handle Sidewalk Talk Show. Hope you guys enjoy. Hi, this is Lauren Engel of Sidewalk Talk. Today, I'm here with Crank That. What's up? Very requested interview <laughs> for right. like a year. Yeah. Let's go. So you were born in, is it Cleveland or? Uh, you know, I tell people I'm from Cleveland. I'm not from Cleveland. I was born in uh, in sort of Pittsburgh, PA. Oh. Um, my airport is Cleveland, but that's about the extent to which I am from Cleveland. I'm from a smaller city called Youngstown, uh, about like an hour and a half southeast of Cleveland. But mm. nobody knows what that is, so I just tell them Cleveland. <laughs> Are your parents from there as well? Like yeah, my, my dad's from Pittsburgh. My mom is from uh, like the, the Youngstown area. Oh, yes. what do they do? Uh, my dad, uh, he's uh, kind of sort of an accountant. Um, he works for a firm now, but uh, my mom is a high school teacher. Oh, where do you think you got your creative side from? Oh, definitely the both of them. Um, my, my, both of my parents sing. My mom plays piano. Um, I don't know. I mean, my grandparents don't really do that much music stuff, but um, like both of my parents, like I was always around like music growing up. So. Did they ever do it professionally, like singing, your parents? Um, not not to like the degree that you would think, like professionally, like they had done like some things. They were in like a, a vocal group for a while, uh, mm. like before I was born, that they did some like, some touring things, uh, from what I believe. Um, I haven't actually spoken to them that much about it, but <laughs> yeah. That's cool. But I don't think, they, they never really did anything professional, per mm. se. I needed some instruments, right? Like piano. Or... Yeah, I did. Um, like when I was when I was younger, um, my mom forced me to play piano, and then we agreed that I could quit the piano if I picked up literally anything else. So in middle school, I started uh, playing trumpet. Mm. Yeah. Did and you like it? No, I didn't really like it. I had <laughs> but braces. You chose it? I had braces in middle school, and, and that shit really hurt. Oh. <laughs> like you, you you don't really think about that. Like you have to put your mouth on that thing. Yeah. It's like. You have pieces of metal on your teeth, your lips gonna hurt. It's not cool. <laughs> were you so you were you doing any like orchestra stuff or No, no, I mean kind of a fun Yeah, I mean I took like piano lessons but I really wasn't invested into it. Like I, I that's just like as a kid I didn't care about it. Mm. Um, so like I would do like what my, my instructor told me to do. Um, and then like I'd practice for like ten minutes a day or whatever and like looking back <laughs> at yeah, ten minutes a day, which felt like an eternity, you know, as like an eight-year-old. But you know, looking back on it, I'm like, wow, I should have done that for way more. <laughs> yeah. How do you describe yourself back then, growing up? Oh, like as a kid growing mm -hmm. up. Yeah. Oh, oh I was weird. Um, I don't know. I wasn't really. Uh, I didn't really do anything. Like all I did was play video games as a kid. Um, I didn't. I wasn't like good at sports or anything. Um, like in uh, like when I was like younger or anything, so I really just like sat at home and played Call of Duty the majority of my time. Um, I was totally a loser. <laughs> Did your parents not push you academically though? Because they're kind of academic people. Yeah, no, I, I was good at school. I was good at school as a kid, um, and like my parents definitely like pushed me, but I kind of already like had that. Like I was like it was just easy for you. <laughs> yeah, I mean like it was it was like so and so easy, but I was like like I wanted to make sure I got good grades, mm -hmm. so. I was very stern with myself about it. At that point back then, what career did you have in mind? Oh my God. Um, 
I don't even know. I probably wanted to do like uh, some sort of like um, like design or something. Oh. Like a part of me wanted to be like an architect or something. Um, another part of me was like, nah, like do something a bit more creative, like do some sort of like animation design. I didn't really know. I had no idea what my life path was gonna be like back then. I had no idea at all. What kind of made you want to like even have graphic design in mind or architecture? Um, like I like drawing, um, and like I always just like I always felt creative. Um, I just really never found a means to invest myself creative, uh, creatively. Sorry, um, but like for example, like um, just like random video games where you'd have to like build shit. Oh. I would love that and play those for like hours, and I'd just like make things and like do them like as good as I possibly could like I was like super <laughs> invested in in uh, in middle school I was like super invested in Minecraft <laughs> um, and I just like spent a ridiculous amount of hours playing that um, but yeah I mean I, I really didn't have like an outlet for myself I wasn't I didn't know like what to do but I always like felt like I sort of just like had like creativity to invest somewhere mm -hmm. what were your favorite subjects or subjects you were good at uh, okay, well, my, my favorite subject was probably math. Um, my, I, I clicked with math, and for the sake of it, my least favorite subject was reading because I, I'm not good at reading. Um, so, <laughs> math for sure, math for you sure. You never thought of doing anything with math, maybe engineering or... Yeah, definitely. Uh, I mean, because, like, you know, like, how, like, school ecosystems are when you're, when you're strong at something, everybody's, like, definitely advocating for you to, like, you know, continue pursuing that. So it's, like, I, I had, like, strong, like, math scores and whatnot, so people would, you know, tell me, like, oh, you could do, like, math in college, you could do, like, engineering. Um, but I just really didn't feel like it was for me, so... Mm -hmm. You were good at sports though, or was it just like towards the end? When, when I was in high school, um, when I was in high school, I like did, um, I did like distance running. I did like cross country, um, like my freshman year. Um, at the end of like my freshman year, I started uh, messing around with uh, some like throwing events in track and field. Um, and a really good buddy of mine now, uh, his name is Matthias. Uh, when I was in middle school, he was like a senior in high school. And he was doing throwing events, like in particular, he was doing like the discus throw. Oh my gosh! Um, that's what you did. That, that, yeah, that's what I did as well. <laughs> that's what I competed in also in oh, high really? school. Oh really? Yeah. No way. That's it's like awesome. such a random thing, but you're probably the first person I who like, and I did yeah, shot put yeah. also. Oh okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I did the shot put too. Um, I wasn't like that good at the shot put, but um, but yeah. So like Matthias was like really good at doing the discus, and like I was like a very impressionable middle schooler. I was like, oh like. That sounds really weird, but I feel like I would like that, and I feel like I might be able to be good at that. So, like, my freshman year of high school, I gave it a shot, um, and I, like, I really fell in love with, like, the, the throwing events and, like, the whole, like, track and field, like, environment. Um, and I, like, just, like, kept working at it all through high school and, like, got pretty good at it. Um, but, yeah, like... Uh, I guess I was I was good enough that mm -hmm. colleges picked me up. I feel I think, like people who do discus has like pretty good like full body and also upper body strength. Yeah, well, I definitely didn't. That took a long time. <laughs> um, but um, I, 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 for me, uh, I really didn't have any reason to like be good at it. Um, I wasn't athletic. Like I sucked at basketball. I really wasn't any good at like football. I just like wasn't. I wasn't like the athletic like kid that like mm -hmm. um, like you would imagine to like do like sports. Um, I think it was just because like the nature of doing that sort of um, event is a lot of repetition. 
It's just mm-hmm. doing the same thing over and over and over again. It's much more of like a commitment and time investment thing than it is like an athleticism thing. Granted, like I, you have to like have a starting point, but again, like, I really was not athletic at all. So, mm-hmm. um, so but, but yeah. So the first few times you threw the discus, were you good or was it just no? I was crappy not good. throw. <laughs> no, I was not good. I don't think there's ever been anything in my entire life where the first time I did it, I was good. That's just that's not how mm-hmm. it works for me. How did um, you realize that you wanted to concentrate on it though? Like if the first few times were like, um, I don't know. I, I guess like I, I think like something was just calling out to me and sort of telling me that like. Um, like this, I, I think I really just thought that like it could be like fun and it was worth a try. Mm. Um, I think that was the first time where even though I wasn't like good at it, um, I sort of felt like a potential in myself to grow in it um, and like get better at it. Um, and I think that's really all it took for me to like latch on because I, I hadn't like felt that with any other like anything else before, uh, like no sports or anything at all. Mm-hmm. How, how often were you training? Um, I mean, like all throughout high school, I was I was doing it like year round, every single day. Um, oh wow, like few hours a day. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like my schedule in high school was I would very much like go to school, get done. Um, depending on whether or not we were in season, I would have to like go to practice. If we were out of season, I'd like go like like lift and work out like mm-hmm. every single day. And so. then for college, did you know for sure that you wanted to get a scholarship through it? Um, I mean, like. In my later years of high school, it definitely became apparent that it was a possibility, uh, especially like in what I was telling you, like with uh, my friend Matthias, he kind of was like the forerunner before me. He paved the way and like I was able to like see the possibilities of like what was obtainable like by watching him and what he was doing. And he actually, he got a scholarship to the same exact school that I did. It was just, he was there four years earlier. How did he become nationally ranked? There was this one time and I threw it really far (laughs) and uh... They put me on that board, and I was like, oh, there we are. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, I, I, like, never really, like, had uh, any, I don't know how to explain it. Like, I didn't really, like, aspire to be, like, nationally ranked. Of course, like, once once I was, like, there, like, I wanted to, like, you know, compete, like, nationally. Like, on the national level, on the, like, the elite level. But, like, um, because because of the way that that, like, event works, it's not really, like unless you're doing a really big competition, you're never with, like, the people around the country that are, like, throwing super, super far. So for me, um, I was, I was like, throwing decently far. Um, but it was really just, like, me sort of competing against myself a lot of the time. Like, mm-hmm. like just, like, a very, a very internal thing. And then growing up, you were mostly listening to T-Pain or oh, yeah. more hip-hop, right? Oh, yeah. No, I was not cultured at all. I had, I had no... Uh, no sort of uh, attractive music listening personalities to myself at all. I listened to, uh, I was into like Young Money, I was into like Chris Brown, mm-hmm. I love T-Pain. Um, yeah, I was very much like a, like a R&B and like hip hop kid, which was like really weird. I don't know why that was my thing. <laughs> Were your friends around you also listening to that? Uh, kind of, like everybody like, everybody that like I grew up around like liked rap and stuff, but I mean that's, pretty much like where I was at as well mm-hmm. yeah but I mean like thinking about it now like everybody that I see like do these interviews or whatever they're always oh yeah like I listen to a lot of like punk and I'm like yeah I really got into it I don't know what was wrong with me <laughs> I think it was just because like the people that I were around like it just wasn't really that thing so mm-hmm. I also feel like I'm a little bit younger than like 
Yeah. Just like a couple years, but I feel like that's enough to really make a difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And from electronic music, you were first really into David Guetta, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, like when he was doing his like 2011, 2012 stuff where he was really doing the heavy pop crossover. Um, I mean, like I said, I was very uncultured. I didn't know anything. Um, so like when he was doing, you know, dance music with very recognized artists, um, that was the way that I was introduced to it. I didn't really have that. Like I didn't like discover uh, like underground like house or like the techno scene or whatever. Like as like a as like a, a child, like a 13 year old. That just wasn't what happened. I discovered very mainstream pop driven dance music, and I really liked it. Um, mm -hmm. And that's just how I found my way into the scene. And then of course from then I found everything and everything. Um, so on and so forth but that was yeah it was like uh the early david Ge no not the early david getter <laughs> i'm sorry i didn't mean to slander at all um but the the david getter records that were early to me that he did um in that era the mm -hmm. the you know the early 2010 is yes do you remember who showed you skrillex yeah it was uh actually um my one friend from high school we uh we were like co-valedictorians in our super small ass high school um, in our freshman year. She showed me Scary Monsters and Nice Sprites. Oh. <laughs> yeah, she did She did like dance and I think they had to like do a routine to it. Mm -hmm. um, and she was like, I think you might like this. Uh, I listened to it and I was like, holy shit, this is really cool. And then your parents got you Fruity Loops. Was it for your birthday or? Oh, Christmas. Christmas. Christmas 20, uh, no, 2012. Christmas 2012, yeah, they bought me Fruity Loops, um, and definitely changed my life. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Were you already cranked up by then, or did you have a oh, different no. moniker? Oh, no. You know, I had a couple. We're not going to talk about them. <laughs> um, but none at that point. At that point, I was very much just, like, having fun with it and, like, enjoying just, like, not knowing anything and trying to make music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who are you listening to? Because your music early on with all the remixes didn't sound like they would get a pop music. Yeah, yeah, no. Um... I mean, like, in, like, the early stages of uh, Cranked Out, I definitely had a bit more of, like, an idea of what I liked and, like, uh, what I wanted to do myself uh, with music. <clears throat> but, like, um, I, I really was into, uh, like, Flux Pavilion was mm -hmm. definitely, like, the guy for me. Um, I, like, loved his sound and <laughs> probably spent hours on hours, like, trying to imitate it. Um, obviously Skrillex. I really got into Avicii, uh, Swedish House Mafia. Um, uh, yeah, I, I was like, uh, I was into like, um, like some more of like the edgier side of dubstep as well. Um, that was like when UKF was like mm. slamming on YouTube. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I, I really loved that channel and I would listen to that like every single day. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you remember how your Trap Queen remix got so big? Um, I, I would be lying if I told you yes because I really don't know how it did. Did you share it to um, blogs and stuff? I didn't share it to anybody. I uploaded it onto SoundCloud. Um, and the first day, uh, it got 25,000 streams maybe, which like oh, wow. SoundCloud was more popping back then and like remixes of like rappers or like pop stars or whatever had a lot more potential to like attract attention as like clickbait. Um, so that was a good number for me, uh, like 25,000 in the first day was a really, really good number for me for sure. But it wasn't anything that was like super mind blowing. Like it wasn't anything like crazy, but within the next two weeks, 
it only kept growing more and more and more, which normally, like, back then on SoundCloud, if you'd put up a track, it would get a lot, like, the first day, and mm -hmm. then it would be less and less every yeah. single day afterwards um, until it sort of just, like, plateaued. <clears throat> that grew more and more every single day. And by the time, excuse me, by the time it was a month old, I think, it had 8 million streams. Wow. Yeah. It really, really just sort of snowball effect. Um, yeah, I, I didn't do anything at all. I remember there were a few things that happened. Um, um, a Viner, and I can't remember his name. That was back when, like, Vine was super popular. Um, a Viner... Uh, uploaded like a vine with that song like in the background it was like a like a like a little skit type thing mm -hmm. <clears throat> um and like that was like a really big vine so obviously you got a lot of attention off of that um the youtube channel trap city picked it up and uploaded it um again when it was still like in its really 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 early stages um but nevertheless uh like i think all those things sort of like working together like very organically was just part of the process that like made it start to like really go off. But mm -hmm. I did not do a single thing like for that. I what, did my normal yeah. process of just uploading the song. What year in college was this? Not even college, I was a oh. senior in high school. Oh wow. Actually, so I think I, I was either like just finishing up my senior year or it was like the last like couple months. It was, it was like right at the end of like high school for me. Mm -hmm. uh, when did you drop out, like, within college? Were you a freshman or something? No, I dropped out halfway through my sophomore year, so okay. I did three semesters. Yeah. Where was your career at the point where you dropped out? Were you playing a decent amount of shows and everything? Um, I mean, I, I wasn't really playing that many shows. Um, like, I had, like, internet hype, I guess, um, for whatever that even is. <laughs> but, um... I, I really like wasn't in a position that was like um, I don't know how to explain it. Um, it was just like a, it, it was like it was a tough like position for me because I knew that if I wanted to continue to like grow like cranked at and like musically and everything and just like even give that a shot, it's like that opportunity isn't going to be around forever and it definitely wasn't going to be around for me like four years. I guess like two and a half years more so mm -hmm. two and a half years later um, so it was basically just that I really wanted to capitalize on the opportunity um, and like I like I said I really wasn't playing shows I wasn't really doing anything um, I was like having some conversations with like music business people for the first time um, but I was I was in a very infantile stage of like cranked at uh, still um, so yeah I, I definitely just had to like kind of suck it up and do it. Mm -hmm. Were yeah. you afraid of your finances though? Or did you move back in with your parents? Yeah, I moved back in with my parents. Yeah, um, so you didn't have that many costs anyway. No, yeah, no, I um, like that. I mean, it wasn't really the concern about that as much as it was like opportunity cost. It was mm -hmm. because like I had like a college scholarship it's like I'm forfeiting my free ticket to go to school. You yeah. know, like that's a, that's a kind of a not normal thing to do it's just like say yo yeah I'm gonna sacrifice my 
very vast amount of college scholarship money in order to go be a DJ. That like that sounds <laughs> stupid. Um, and maybe one day it will prove to be stupid. Right? No way. Actually, how did you come up with your name? Uh, oh, we don't talk about that. Now, um, I actually have a like a thing, like a game I've played with a bunch of like interview uh, sources where like I'll give them like a clue, but I won't tell the whole thing. It's really embarrassing and like it's not even creative at all. Like some people get really cool names from whatever. But what do you change your name then? You don't like it? Oh, I don't know that I change it. I feel like I'm stuck with it by this point. But no, it's not that I don't like it. It's just that like definitely when I made it up. Uh, yeah. I didn't really know like what I was doing at all. Uh, it's an embarrassing story, but it's fine. <laughs> and your parents have been supportive of you. Yeah, 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 absolutely. That's so cool. Um, my parents, uh, yeah, no, my parents have supported me in whatever I've done. Um, and music is just like the latest thing to, to you know, be be that for me. Uh, so they've always been very supportive and and. They will, I'm sure, continue to do so. Mm -hmm. and I'm very, very appreciative for that. How long have you been doing it full time now? Well, we are in November, so we're coming up on two years. Oh wow! Yeah, I started. I started full time. Well, because I dropped out um, halfway through my sophomore year, so I really started in January of 2017. So it's about to be January 2019. So coming up on two years. And then, how did you connect with Jaws? Oh, he slid into my DMs. <laughs> no, he hit me up on Twitter and he was like, hey, I like some of your music. Like, let's work on something. I was like, whoa! <laughs> I freaked out for sure. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, he's like, he's the homie now. He's a really, really good guy. And I'm, I'll always be, like, grateful for, like, what he's done to, like, support me and my music. Um, mm -hmm. But, oh, yeah, it was literally just as simple as he DM'd me. And then we started, started working on the song we put out called I Hold Still. Um... It took a year and a half, but we got it out. <laughs> Ow. Must have been crazy for you to have a song with T-Pain, right? Because you were listening to him. Oh, yeah, of course. That was ridiculous. Um, yeah, I, I still, I, I like forget about that. And then I remember and I'm like, oh, like, I actually have a song with this guy. It was, it was a bit of like a weird process. Um, we, uh, there's this company called Dubset, which is like, uh, I believe that they are really working towards like, um, like the goal of like helping artists do like unofficial remixes and stuff like that and like getting them cleared um, that process mm -hmm. so they did like a campaign with T-Pain where they like went to him and they were like yo like if you have anything unreleased like shoot it our way he sent them some vocals and then they sort of just like shipped out the vocals to like producers and were like like just like a, a small handful they just shipped them out to some producers and were like yo here's like a T-Pain acapella like do you want to make like a song out of this? It wouldn't be a remix because it's unreleased. It would be like a proper song. Um, so I did that and I like, I got to have a song be called like, you know, Crank That featuring T-Pain, which is like insane for me. Yeah, so it was, it was like a total like personal victory. <laughs> I want to like, I still have like yet to meet him. Like I've spoken with him like on the internet a couple oh. of times, but I hope like, Hopefully one day we actually get like the proper like yeah. session and can rock out for a bit. <laughs> yeah, that'd be that'd be sick. How about with Slender? Oh, those guys. Uh, oh, that's actually funny. Um, they did a show in New York City uh, in 2016, like literally right before I dropped out. Uh, this was actually like a small factor into like me dropping out, believe it or not. Mm. Um, they had a show in New York City. Um, my buddy Marco and I drove out to New York City literally to see this show. Uh, 
I think at the time I told them, I'm like, yeah, I'm in town. And I was like, can I come through? And I was like, no, like we drove there for the show. <laughs> um, so like they like guest listed us and like let us come like backstage and whatnot. And like we got to like chill out and like I got to, you know, like meet uh, Derek and Scott and like Tyler because uh, they were doing the good vibrations thing for the first time. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, and like, uh, I believe it was Scott like invited me. He's like, yo, like next time you're in LA or whatever, like, uh, like let's start working on something. I was like, Whoa! Like again, it was the same thing as like when like Sam DM'd me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so like I flew out to LA like a couple weeks later and we started working. Um, and that's actually like what became Neil before me, which just came out like two months ago. Still go to school, you're not gonna be able to go do these sessions. And I'm like, True. We're gonna drop out. <laughs> How about with Gasly? You have a story for that? Oh sure, yeah. Well so I was telling you last night, um, I went and I like played exchange for the first time. I guess that's improper because um, it had to have been very early in 2017. I was in town for whatever um, and I had uh, linked up with some friends, uh, one of them being um, Swage, another producer. Um, and we were just like kicking it that night. We were just like hanging out. Uh, I actually can't even remember like exactly what we did that night. But um, uh, at one point, oh wait, was that? <laughs> I think what had happened, I think that night I had a session with Keizo. Mm-hmm. And then Keizo and I went to the Hollywood Palladium for Excision. And then after Excision, I went and I hung out with uh, Swage, uh, GT. And he took me to Exchange because Ghastly was playing, which was his first... Like, he, he had, like, done, like, I guess, like, uh, like reading his posts, he did, like, a residency at Exchange for, like, forever. Yeah. But that was, like, his first, like, Exchange play as, like, Ghastly, like, since, like, he, like, popped off big time, like, as mm-hmm. a DJ. Um, so, like, I went there, and that was actually the first time that, like, I got to meet him. Like, we had talked on, like, the internet, whatever. Uh, he had, like, played a lot of my music. But that was the first time that I met him was, like, literally during his set. <clears throat> and he, like... It was actually like really sick. He like shouted me out like in front of everybody and was like, yo, like let's like play back to back. And I was like, wow. <laughs> so yeah, that was, that was how that went down. Mm-hmm. How about for your Vegas residency? Ooh, um, that, well, I started doing uh, some like opening slots for, uh, for Hakkasan in last year, cause this is 2018. So like the end of last year, um, I was doing, uh, some opening stuff. I think I did, like, uh, an opening set before Party Favor, and then, like, another one before Jaws. Um, and I really didn't know what I was doing, but, um, I guess, like, the Hakkasan group really, like, believed in me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, thank you guys, bless you guys. <laughs> uh, I obviously didn't nail it the first time at all. Vegas is a weird beast, but, um, mm-hmm. yeah, so, um. Luckily, somehow, somehow, I scored a Vegas residency from that. And yeah. I'm very, very grateful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What were your, what were your uh, inspirations for Need Some Money, the music video? Oh, um, so for that, um, I made the song, and I kind of just, like, came up with something in my head. Uh, actually, that's not the original music video idea that I had. Um, 
I made the song. I actually like thought of the idea for the video, um, and then like I gave it to my label. They're like, "It's too expensive. We can't do it." I'm like, "Damn it!" I wanted so, the idea. You can't say it though, right? What's that? What was the original idea? Uh, oh, I don't remember. It was something <laughs> about like. Uh, actually, I don't remember at all. Um, <laughs> but then I like came up with something new that was like more low budget, um, <laughs> and that's like what it turned into. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> when did you sign with that label? Uh, I signed with Asylum back in, I think I officially signed the paperwork in like 2017, like the end of 2017, mm. August-ish, relatively yeah. middle, I guess more so. How would you say your music has changed compared to the early songs you made? Um, well, for one, like when I started making like early remixes and stuff, I definitely wasn't in a place as a producer where I was able to make like songs um, like the process that I did for remixing was I would take like a song literally just as it is no parts or anything I would just take the song and I would like add my instruments to it make like a build-up make a drop and that was pretty much it but I didn't really have the skills in order to make like a full song and I don't even know if I I mean even in like 2016 I don't really think that I had the skills to like make a full song so I think like for me actually being able to make like songs is very new like within the past two years and it's actually something i just realized which is kind of crazy what was the turning point did you realize that you kind of were like sick of making remixes or to put yourself to the next level you had to do original yeah i just wanted to like like uh sort of push myself like creatively like i've always been like very internal about everything and it's like if i know that like i can't do something and i want to do it like I'm gonna like get pissed at myself like I want to be able to do it so mm -hmm. um, yeah it was like I was doing the remixes because they were fun right and like um, I never like expected anything to come of it I was just like you know having fun making remixes <clears throat> but um yeah like at, at a certain point like I got to the, the stage where I'm like okay like you need to like push yourself way 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 harder so yeah I, I really invested a lot of time into trying to create <clears throat> original music Mm-hmm. How would you say you've grown as a person compared to when you were younger? Oh, I'd say a lot in a bunch of different ways. Well, I, I think like the, the main thing and this like was very much uh, like taught to me when I was doing track and field is like I very very much developed like motivation, like drive to like do things. Um, I didn't have that at all before. Before doing track, I didn't have any sort of that for anything really at all. Um, so now, nowadays, like, as an adult, I feel very driven and very motivated, like, in, in everything that I do, um, which is, like, still, like, a growing and new feeling for me, but um, I'd say that that's the number one way that, like, I've grown since, like, being a kid. It's just, I feel a lot more, like, motivated and determined mm -hmm. to, like, just, like, do good, yeah. you know? What would you say have been your biggest challenges so far in your life? I mean, honestly, I live a really blessed life. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's good. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't really think, I mean, it sounds like super pretentious. I think like dropping out of school is probably one of the harder things like, like decision-wise because mm -hmm. I'm not really like, um, I'm not really like a, like a confrontational person like when it comes to that sort of thing, especially like really big decisions like that. Mm -hmm. um, so that was like, very anxiety inducing for many 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 weeks mm -hmm. um, I don't know uh, I'm sure there's been like 
other things as well. But yeah. like I said, I live like a very blessed life and I'm very, very grateful for that. And yeah, mm -hmm. I, I haven't really had like a bunch of like hardships per yeah. se. Yeah. What does love mean to you? Oh, I mean, love is like, you asked this in other ones, don't you? Yeah, I asked it yeah, you every, asked this every everyone. one. Yeah. Oh, this is weird. I just got like flashbacks of like, uh, like when I was watching the nightmare one. Uh, <laughs> oh, I don't remember what he said though, but love is very important. I think that there's a lot of definitions of love. Um, and I think like when it comes down to it, what love is, is just like, well, you didn't ask me the meaning of love. So now I'm rambling, but love is just like what you and your life really don't think and I, I mean like to the next like the highest like level of even saying so what you cannot like be without or mm. so I think there's like different kinds of love absolutely there's like relationship love there's like passion love as in like um passion for like what you're doing in life etc um but I really just feel like like uh like to me love is what I in my life like things in life that I really cannot like live without like I don't think that I would be able to like live without mm, I love that what do you love about your girlfriend's personality oh she's really sweet um, <laughs> she's really really funny um, uh, we just uh, we just like have like a really really good like like we, we like um, resonate like on a very emotional level it's hard mm -hmm. to like explain like uh, like words wise but um yeah, like, like, we just, like, uh, like, I just, like, feel, like, a, a bond and, like, a connection with mm -hmm. her that, like, <clears throat> you don't really, like, feel with other people like yeah, that, you know? Yeah, I love that. Last question. What do you want to be remembered for? Oh, that's tough. Um, I don't know. I think, like, at the end of the day, if, if I was remembered for, I, I really think that all I want to do is inspire. Um, all I really care to do, like, with music is just, like, inspire other people. Be that, um, people that are listening, uh, in whatever way that I could inspire them to just, like, live to their fullest and, like, experience their best life. Or, you know, other, other musicians with, like, aspirations of, like, taking it on. Um, I want to inspire them to, like, love music and, like, pursue, like, whatever, you know, what what they want to do i want to i want to be able to inspire people to to just like take on um what whatever like comes their way that's literally like like i have like this slogan because like my name's cranked out so we have like gear up and like the whole like the whole like thing behind gear up is basically just like get yourself like ready get going and like take on anything and everything that like comes your way because like that is like how to me that is like how you should like live your life and it's just like i want to inspire people to do yeah that. i love that bye bye